Podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, Pete Phillips, oh, are not related. Also, we are sensitive people. We are. We really are. Today, not in a joke, I said, "Well, that's because I'm an empath, and I match whatever feeling you put out almost immediately." Just wanted you to know that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Also, let me tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Yes. Pete, uh, I asked you how you were, and uh, pull behind the curtain. What? Look behind the... What the fuck? Pulling back the curtain. Uh, <laughs> we're recording two episodes back-to-back. So yes. do you want to just tell me one notable thing from your week? I'm going to tell you something that I am so excited about, Marissa. Today, mm-hmm. this episode, it comes out on February 21st. Do you know what else happens on February 21st? No. Oh, my God. Brahms the Boy 2 comes out. Wait, 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 wait. That horror movie? (gasps) Yes. Is it a continuation? Uh, Yeah. The people move into the mansion that uh, burned at the end of the movie, I think. Oh, man. Starring Katie Holmes. What? Oh, I'm going to watch that. After a a family moves into the Heelshire mansion, their young son soon makes friends with a lifelike doll called Brahms. Those of you who listen to this podcast, I don't know if we were doing the podcast when The Boy came out, but I went to the movies to see The Boy. No one else was in the theaters, and I had the best time of my life. (laughs) Sadly, looking back at like the last five years of my life, this was the best time I ever had. Okay. Because there's a reveal in this movie, and I was like, whoa! And I got to stand up and stick my hands out and act like an idiot. (laughs) And yeah, I had to uh, talk to the screen and everything like that because nobody else was there with me. And I can't wait to see Brahms the Boy 2. When it was on Netflix, I watched it like four more times. I've only seen it once. I think about it a lot. And I saw it with my parents and And your mom loved never... it, didn't she? What? Your mom loved it, didn't she? Oh, uh, yeah. She fucking yeah. loved it. <laughs> I, it's so hard to get my parents to like like a spooky movie. We were all just like, what the <laughs> like oh my god like this fucking nailed it so yeah i'm gonna drag someone to that with me because that's fantastic i didn't know that thank you i'm gonna call did... your house number and make a date with marisol to go check out the boy too oh kind of my mother's always like oh tell me if you're free on a weekend i'll come i think i should get her to watch it with me uh i forgot was the house did you say the house was burning down at the end i know that they no but he was still be... in the house at the end wasn't right he? i was confusing the the middle with the end Part of it got burnt, right? But not the right. whole house. Yeah, yes. Okay, okay. Yes. And she stays in the house, right? Mm-hmm. And he's still in the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I looked at okay. the cast list, though, and she, the the woman from the first one isn't listed in the second one. But okay. fingers crossed for, like, a surprise cameo. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. Then <laughs> the boy three, the girl. Oh. That's a real thing? No. Oh, not okay, yet. Okay. Yeah, someone wants to continue his legacy. Okay, yeah, that is very exciting. Tell me something exciting in your life, Marissa. Try to beat that. Yeah, seriously? I don't know if I can. <laughs> Shit. Side I note, while you're thinking, the first time I told Marissa about The Boy 2, she was like, oh, really? Really? <laughs> yeah, you hadn't seen it yet. Oh, oh, okay, okay, so that's why. Like, mm. I was so torn about how I felt about the boy prior to seeing it. I Guys, loved it. I love movies where a doll may or may not be real. <laughs> There's this other movie that I love that's called Love Object, and it's about a guy who has a sex doll, and he also has a crush at work, and then he tries to turn his crush at work into the sex doll. Oh, oh God. I'm he, just, I don't know what it is with me and doll movies. <laughs> So, are you watching The Servant by M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, I don't have the Apple TV. Oh, okay. There is also a movie about that, I think, was the woman who made That's this movie. That's right, the one that they ripped it off of. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Beal. <laughs> I should look that one up. Oh, no! What? I did, I did. I looked that one up immediately when I got home after I heard about it, and I watched it, and it was fun. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it seemed, it seemed okay. I didn't really get the end from reading Wikipedia. I didn't see the movie. Um... Yeah, there was a uh, weird part in it where, like, everything sort of just gets, like, turned on its head. Yeah. It was an interesting it movie. Didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. 
Honestly, and this is not, I'm not having a bad life, but I don't think anything interesting happens to me. <laughs> uh, like, no? Right. So can that be my answer? Yes. Okay. Although cool. I have to warn you, if you, I'm going to accept that from you today, you have to. No, 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 I'm not accepting that. No, 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 don't accept that. Um, <laughs> um, Every week it'll be like, nope. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. Um, I'm going to pause and think, and you're probably going to have to cut Why this out. Why don't you talk about episode. Delight? <laughs> what? No, uh, uh, shit, shit. Guys, I think she's going to have to do it. She's going to have to make me accept no. No, no. Um, I could keep it like a coupon and not use it all the time. No. <laughs> okay, the best thing that happened to me this week is... Oh, okay. This is not the most exciting thing, but it was just interesting. So there's a cemetery... Nope. There's this brand of perfume. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there is this brand called uh, Seance. And this this it's this like boutique shop that makes uh, perfume. And it's beautiful, like vials of perfume and they make uh candles and i was telling my coworkers, oh man i want this perfume that it, the scent is cemetery and it's supposed to smell like sandalwood like myrrh vanilla grass and dirt <laughs> <laughs> anyway actually now that i'm telling this story it's not interesting but i can't turn back but i was just like you know, I, I, I was just, you know, I like to throw hypotheticals out. And I was asking of my course. one coworker, it's like 55, and he has this, like, girlfriend. And he's really nice. He's pretty normal. And I was like, what would you do if your girlfriend wanted this perfume? And he was like, no. And I was like, no, 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 but what would you do if she wanted this perfume? He was like, no. And he was like, I feel bad for your boyfriend. And I was like, <laughs> no. And then later on, I was like, okay, what if your girlfriend wanted the cemetery perfume? Or she wanted to wear a cow print dress. And he was like, cow print dress. And I was like, what if your girlfriend wanted the cemetery perfume or a giraffe print dress? He was like, giraffe print dress. Like, I would get into anything. <laughs> and he was like, if my girlfriend is like, it's unacceptable. I would never buy my girlfriend a perfume that was scented cemetery. But I was just like, again, this is an interesting story. But that was the most imp- That was the most interesting to me. Giving, just trying so hard to give me, I had to give someone a hypothetical where they would buy their girlfriend a cemetery perfume and I couldn't do it. And I felt it was like a failing because I am the queen of hypotheticals, but I think I normally could like balance them out. No, I couldn't get anything equal to the cemetery perfume with him. And I also found that funny. uh, Your pictures. I did. I sent him shoe pictures. I sent him dress pictures. I just... But you know that doesn't really smell like a cemetery. I just realized, like, a lot more people are more averse to, like, gothic things than I think. Like, I know, like, no adult, like, norm, like quote-unquote normal, like, person generally is looking for, like, a, yeah, goth person and goth stuff. But, yeah, I didn't know, like, everyone was, like, so averse. Like, um, I was telling the same guy... He was like, oh, I feel bad for your boyfriend, but I'm sure you toned stuff down for him. I was like, I don't wear fedoras as much, but I was like, but I still bring goth stuff. I was like, I still wear like bat earrings to a formal restaurant. And he was just like, your poor boyfriend. And I was like, whatever, it's fun. He's like, I'm sure you only wear them around Halloween. And I'm like, no, I wear bat earrings all of the time. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it's just funny. your poor girlfriend must live in fear of being judged by you. <laughs> I know, right? Also, my favorite shirt that I wear it says "Never Trust the Living" and it has a picture of a tombstone. And he's like, I was telling my coworker that I'm like, I'm sure you wear that in, like that's your indoor shirt. I'm like, no, I wear that to pick apples. I wear that to restaurants. Like, what are you talking about? So yeah, I just thought it was funny. Like I just had a, like a, a, a mild friendly argument with a coworker about whether or not things I do and want are acceptable in public. <laughs> Sorry, that was long. But anyway. Sorry. Oh, I need to have an icebreaker. Icebreaker. Okay, here we go. You can answer this either way or you could answer it both ways. You could pick one or the other or do both. Either tell me 
a clothing or like interest that is kind of it doesn't have to be a deal breaker but is a major turnoff or embarrassment if it if your significant other has it and you could alternately say something that you are interested in or wear that you think is probably an embarrassment or possibly a turnoff to a lot of women <laughs> and i'm going to do the same funny that you should mention fedora <laughs> <laughs> yep i think that's a little challenging because like I feel like a fedora is really loaded, but normally I'm thinking of it on a guy. Yeah, like, like I mean, that's you can the hate trigger. that I have a fedora, but I don't think I look like a guy who does magic well, like, tricks in my fedora, which I think a guy who does magic tricks wears a fedora. <laughs> 90s J-Lo fedora, right? Yeah, but also you know I don't wear a fedora like that. Right, right, right. But but still, like, there's... See, I don't know if I'm hardlined against anything. It's always going to be contextual for me. But also, there are different types of fedoras. I would find that sleek 90s J-Lo fedora a deal breaker. But I find a gothic fedora not a deal breaker. What? Face tattoo. Okay. How about neck tattoo? I think I could get past a neck tattoo. Okay. How about a tiny face tattoo? Kat Von D has stars on the side of her eye. Of course, it depends on what it is. Yeah. But, like, no, even the stars on the side of the eye. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, what... (laughs) <laughs> really? Okay. If I have to pick something right now, it's going to be fedora or face tattoo. Okay. And do you what have anything th- you bring to the table that you think might be a lot for someone else to take? The only thing I can come up with that I feel like might be a lot for somebody to take could also be gross. I wear the same pair of socks for like four days. Oh, Pete. No, I've done that. Been there, done that. <laughs> Did you do it like out of necessity? I used to... Do it all the time on purpose because I right. didn't want to wash them until yeah, I, I don't read have that enough you could... socks as I do underwear. <laughs> yeah, but then I read that that could be bad for your feet. Like you absolutely, it. it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped doing that. But I, oh, like years ago, I did that just by choice. For me, it would be men wearing not sandals, but like yeah, those certain like strappy biblical sandals. Yeah strappy biblical sandals or like certain kind of thong sandals not all like there i have a lot of problems with different sandals men can wear especially if they have hairy oh knuckles (laughs) i hate that word even i also oof i also have a problem with this is interests men who play acoustic guitar in front of other people (laughs) I'd say that's the main thing. A guy, a guy who's wearing sandals, playing acoustic guitar, next to his pet Dalmatian. <laughs> yeah, I also hate Dalmatian. <laughs> As for what I bring to the table, I would say some people are fine with my fedoras. Some people are uncomfortable with my fedoras. What I about do... your Amish hat? Yeah, oh, yeah, the Amish hat. I have, a, I have some very wide burden hats. Okay, so some people have problems with my hat selections. Also, I tend to date people that are not stylistically equal to me, that are quite opposite. So they get no, very... I'm going to say quite inferior. Okay, thank you. Quite <laughs> inferior. Also, I like to wear either shirts or tiny accessories that make it clear where I'm coming from immediately. So when I'm not wearing a Never Trust the Living shirt, I like to be wearing an elegant outfit with a pin that says Ghoulie or Every Day is Halloween. <laughs> or I'm dead inside. I don't know. I just like to have something that really immediately offsets the elegance and makes people know, like, oh, I'm dressing up right now. This is not my default. <laughs> or yeah. I'm dressing up, but I'm real different, okay? <laughs> because I'm not as punk rock dressing as I used to be. But I want them to know that my heart is. So I need to bring some bring something to the table that immediately makes that apparent. And I think that makes people really annoyed who are inferior dressers to me. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, so Oh man, when I go when I go to like a, a place where like we need to wear elegant evening wear and I'm wearing my, my fancy wool coat, but I'm wearing my glow in the dark every day as Halloween pin <laughs> on the collar, oh I feel like I'm killing it. <laughs> And I'm sure you are. (laughs) Pete, let's see your segue. I know that I talked about this before on the show, but like sometimes I'm like, I'm a person who wears a tie. I could see a tie being a negative to somebody 
who would be looking at me. And so sometimes I'm just like, man, why am I wearing a tie? I look like the man. But I wear a tie, tuck my shirt in, and I wear jeans. Yeah. To let people know where (laughs) I'm coming from. See, but this is part of why I like Pete, because (laughs) he looks so... I mean, I hope you know this comes from a place of love and admiration, in case this comes off slightly. (laughs) He looks so, like, normal, respectable, put together. He is just such a layered person that is so weird. So. It does not match his outfit. So I got this tucked-in shirt, tie, jeans. And I got these, I got these nice blue Adidas that I like right now. Mm-hmm. And we were doing this exercise in my writing class that I teach. And I give the students uh, an occupation and they have to build a character around it. You probably remember that, Marissa. Uh huh. And then I pair them up with somebody else in the class and they have to like generate a story that have both characters are in. Okay. And one of the students was like, um, I got a school principal, they got a physical trainer. And so the physical trainer, uh, is working with the school principal because the school principal has a dad bod. And I was like, fuck you! <laughs> what? <laughs> Which actually isn't what I say, but I don't think anybody in the room would have been surprised if I had said that because yeah. of my, my class run. <laughs> That's great. I wish I was... But I'm just like, this girl's talking about me, isn't she? <laughs> oh, no! And I think that it is because I am a highly sensitive person. Mm-hmm. Today... <laughs> I'm going to talk about a couple of sensitivity things because there was this article that came out that was talking about the title of it in Cognition Today was Social Detoxing and Solitude, Alone, Lonely, or Aloneness. And we talked about loneliness before in the UK and the uh, like Bureau for Loneliness or something. Oh, like yeah, that. I forgot about that. But this particular article was geared around the social media detox where people go i'm getting off of facebook and then they don't check facebook like does it make them feel better because they're not looking at it or are they socializing less and so they feel bad because they're not socializing my guess would be they feel better but i'm curious to know more (laughs) i i found that angle after i read it kind of boring instead there were a couple of things that i learned along the way and I want, I can't wait to draw your attention to one of them, Marissa. Ooh, okay. And then there's another one that I'm looking forward to drawing your attention to. And then there's the stuff that comes before that, right? Because that's just the way you build a story. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so they decipher a few things. Uh, loneliness is understood as social dissatisfaction. Aloneness is understood as asocial dissatisfaction. Wait, say that one more time. I, antisocial and asocial mean two different things, but like the opposite of socializing. Okay, okay. So basically, like, people think of loneliness as a bad thing, but aloneness can be a good thing. Yeah. And there's somebody (laughs) who Uh I follow online. Let's just go with that. That person talked about about how much they liked aloneness and that they weren't lonely. Are they They lying? They just liked being alone. Because I I feel like like you have a lot of weird people on your social media. (laughs) You know who this person is. Okay, yep. That's why. My whole point was, I feel like aloneness is a choice and loneliness is not a choice. Yeah, of course. Like you find yourself lonely. Yeah. Or you choose to be alone. Yeah, is (laughs) anyone arguing that? No, I just think it helps kind of establish the difference between the two. And basically they kind of found people falling into a few different camps on this and and it wasn't entirely conclusive but basically if you are surrounded by things that make you feel then yeah you could be mad or you could be better uh by getting off social media i said mad because i started listening to the podcast the daily zeitgeist and these guys aren't satisfied with like the government and the way that america is going and the election stuff and all that stuff and neither am i Mm -hmm. but like I wouldn't. I wasn't thinking about it as much until I started listening to a show that talks about the news every day. Oh. And now I'm kind of like, this sucks. I think I want to stop. I like. I like the podcast, but I think I want to stop listening to it because it's starting to like take a toll. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I can. And imagine. so one of the things that sort of this led me to is this concept of sensory processing sensitivity is a 
temperamental or personality trait involving, quote, an increased sensitivity of the central nervous system and a deeper cognitive processing of physical, social, and emotional stimuli. Okay. Would you say you're an empath? Yes. I think that has a lot to do with this. Okay. The trait is characterized by a tendency to pause and check in novel situations, greater sensitivity to subtle stimuli, uh, and the engagement of the deeper cognitive processing strategies for employing coping actions, all of which, whereas I swear to God I didn't pull this out exactly for you, all of which is driven by heightened emotional reactivity. Hmm. <laughs> Both positive and negative. Okay, yeah. This, and uh... so <laughs> the, the idea is that if something in social media is making you feel good, then you can feel extremely good. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's feeding whatever, you know, it's making you feel however you feel. And if you pull away from that, like what happens when sort of like the floor drops out? Okay. This anyway. all makes sense. I'm wildly emotionally <laughs> intense, everyone. Marissa this likes all... to say unhinged, but... Yeah, I couldn't think of the word unhinged at the moment. But yes, I am unhinged emotionally. Continue. <laughs> now... A human with a particularly high measure of SPS, sensory processing sensitivity, is considered to be a, this is an official term, highly sensitive person, or HSP. So I'm one for sure, right? Me too. Okay. But this is the part that I found very interesting, Rissa. These terms were coined in the mid-90s by psychologists Elaine Aaron and her husband Arthur Aaron. Do you remember those names? No. Do you remember the 36 questions that make you fall in love with someone? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Woo, fun. So they developed the highly sensitive person scale, which is a questionnaire by which this sensitivity is measured. And then other researchers sort of concur. Uh, They use different terms because, you know, like the difference between like Pepsi and Coke, you know? (laughs) Yes. But according to the Aaron's and colleagues, people with SPS make up about 15 to 20 percent of the population. Okay. Although some researchers consistently related high SPS to negative outcomes, other research associated with or responsive to both positive and negative influences. Um, And Marissa, when awesome things happen, I love watching you. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I gotta say, I was so I was thinking I. I was thinking the other day about the first time that you introduced me to the song Ice Cream by Muscles. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like on the floor, almost going to cry. Sometimes I make myself tired. Sometimes I like just being content more than happy because my happy is so intense. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, guys, woof. Woof. I'm going to tell you ahead of time so that the listeners can um, rate with us. Uh, but I'm going to ask you the questions on the um, are you highly sensitive, just like the basic test. Okay. There's a more advanced test, but um, and I'm going to tell the listeners so that they can count along. If we say yes to 14 of these, then we are indeed highly sensitive people. Okay. Have you taken the test yet? Oh, I, I didn't have to. <laughs> oh, Okay. I am easily overwhelmed by strong sensory input. Yeah. Didn't really feel that one as much, but I seem like, to be aware. Like, you mean that, by the way? That's what I mean. I wasn't quite sure. I'm not entirely sure, but I assume. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We'll have 30 more opportunities. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I seem to be aware of subtleties in my environment. Uh, I, I'm definitely into that. Yeah, I would say usually, yeah. Other people's moods affect me. Yeah, oh, 100%, immediately. I tend to be very sensitive to pain. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's like... I would say emotionally, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know whether I mean physically or emotionally. Physically, I feel like like a normal amount, but yeah. I find myself needing to withdraw during busy days into a bed or a darkened room or any place where I can have some privacy and relief from stimulation. Darkened room, no, but yes, withdraw. <laughs> I am a bed boy. <laughs> I am particularly sensitive to the effects of caffeine. I'm going to say no on that one. I wasn't until I went on anxiety medication. <laughs> okay. 
So I don't know if that counts. Podcast listeners, you know the answer for me on this one. I am easily overwhelmed by things like bright lights, strong smells, coarse fabrics, or sirens close by. Oh, sirens and it's just, me. Just strangely, sirens are going by my apartment right now. Oh, my arms are very sensitive to long sleeve shirts, and sirens make me irrationally angry, so I guess I would say yes. And I'm going to equate the bass guys downstairs with Oh, sirens. yeah, 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 okay. I have a rich, complex inner life. I don't oh. know what that means. No, what do you mean? We are so internal. Don't I you guess think so. so? Yeah. Maybe you don't. Oh, my I whole guess life I, don't, is... I, I consider it more complex than rich. Okay, I would say mine is rich. I am made uncomfortable by loud noises. Yes. I am deeply moved by the arts or music. Yes. My nervous system <laughs> sometimes feels so frazzled that I have to just go off by myself. I don't know what that means, but probably. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I am conscientious. Yes. Uh, I startle easily. Yes. <laughs> I get rattled when I have a lot to do in a short amount of time. Yes, yes. guys, <laughs> if you don't know me, I am so close to exploding all of the time. I don't mean angry. I mean, like, as a person. Oh, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I'm on the verge at Being all times. Being is going to explode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When people are uncomfortable in a physical environment, I tend to know what needs to be done to make it more comfortable, like changing the lighting or the seating. I don't know. That one seems confusing. Yeah. I don't entertain anymore since I've been at a Christmas party. Yeah. I don't. It stresses me out too much to entertain anymore, so maybe that's even beyond that. I'm too stressed out about the thought that someone else might be uncomfortable. I feel like these are like, uh, I'm annoyed when people try to get me to do too many things at once. Yeah, but who isn't? Right. I try to avoid making mistakes or forgetting things. Yeah, again, who isn't? I beat the shit out of myself on a daily basis for that. <laughs> yeah. I make it a point to avoid violent movies and TV shows. To an extent. Yeah. Maybe more than most people. I become unpleasantly aroused when a lot is going on around me. Aroused? Right, like negative horny. What? I don't, I don't know what that means, so I'm not answering that. Marissa, here's one for me. Being very hungry creates a strong reaction in me, oh disrupting my, my concentration guys. or mood. Never, ever seen someone so intensely full of, like, volatile anger as Pete when he's hungry. I've worked on it, guys. Okay. I think oh, I have man. a low blood sugar problem. <laughs> he, like, drives erratically if he's hungry. Changes in my life shake me up. Yeah. Again, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. I notice and enjoy delicate or fine scents, tastes, sounds, and works of art. What does that mean? Eh, we can skip it. It's fine. Yeah. I find it unpleasant to have a lot going on at once. We yeah. kind of already said that. Yeah. Uh, I make it a high priority to arrange my life to avoid upsetting or overwhelming situations. Yes, all of the fucking time. That's why I've been <laughs> unpacking and packing multiple times. <laughs> when I must compete or be observed while performing a task, I don't I like become, to compete. I don't like. No. I become so nervous or shaky that I do much worse than I would otherwise. Sometimes I don't do things, just with the thought that I'll have to compete. Last one, when I was a child, my parents or teachers seemed to see me as sensitive or shy. Shy, not sensitive, yes. So, we passed the test. Okay, as I imagined, we would. It it's not a personality disorder, Marissa. It's a personality trait. So, well, we can't be treated. I have enough disorders guys just you know full full fyi about me i have been diagnosed with very bad social anxiety as well as general anxiety pete were you actually diagnosed with what kind no. of anxiety i mean no no okay depression i think but not yeah when someone actually put it into words that i had social anxiety and ex and explained why that was the kind of anxiety that ruled my life i was like wow that makes sense mm-hmm also, my coworker called me antisocial the other day, and I took offense to it because no shit, I'm antisocial. But that's like you're not allowed to say that. Only I'm allowed to say that. Right. Yeah. Anyway, continue. With all these definitions floating around, I feel like I'm asocial mm -hmm. because I don't feel comfortable in groups of people. Yeah. Like, after a while, I feel fine depending on the group and what's going on. But initially. I just always associate it with a bad thing. And it's not like I'm antisocial, like I think socializing is terrible, or like 
if I had to go to a social thing, I'd be like, hey, Marissa, would you come with me? Yeah. We did that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And, like, like, that means, like, I'm willing to socialize, but I feel like I need some help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, motivation plays an important role on how spending time alone helps with well-being. None of this is going to be a surprise, guys. A study attempting to tease out motivation confirms an intuitive insight. This is, and that means, duh. Uh, for adolescents and emerging adults, seeking solitude because of external reasons is associated with social anxiety, depressive symptoms, and loneliness. But seeking it for self-determined intrinsic reasons is associated with improved well-being. Yeah, that's so again, not why I do this. If you're like, I have so much going on, I need to make time for myself, that's a conscious decision for your well-being, right? Uh, and I think sometimes it's really easy to do that enough times that you start to <laughs> do it because yeah you're just, you don't want to confront the other things or you're afraid of socializing or whatever it may be when i'm um, going home from work sometimes i'm like if i don't get inside of my house with my door closed within mm. the next 15 minutes i'm gonna fucking punch someone in the face because everyone is agitating me yeah guys this is on pills fuck if i wasn't on pills so i have been on a constant like I need to get home immediately, and I immediately get into my pajamas. <laughs> like, uh, I'm racing. <laughs> uh, and yeah. then I go, I'm safe now. Because <laughs> as if I, when I'm in my pajamas, no one can take me out of my house. <laughs> yeah, I feel very comparable. I don't need to be in my pajamas, but I need to have put the fucking uh, like chain lock on my door, and my door is closed, and I'm like, ooh, I shut the world out. Now no yeah. one else can talk to me. When people justify solitude because they have no other option or they or they are dissatisfied with their options, alone time can turn into loneliness. And when people travel solo, uh, go out to clear their mind because they want to, then alone time can have a positive impact on mental health. Older people are often at risk for social isolation, which we mm -hmm. talked about in that episode uh, a while yeah. back. In a six-day longitudinal study where only 11% of the active waking time was spent in solitude, researchers reported a link between quality of social interactions and emotions. Those who had unpleasant and conflict-stained... That's really dramatic. Conflict-stained yeah. social interactions. Yeah. Solitude reduced the intensity of the negative emotions. According to the researchers, solitude is globally linked with lower intensity of emotions, positive as well as negative. So you might end up like me, where you <laughs> isolate so much that you don't go all the way positive or all the way negative. Yeah. But in not being like in not going into the socialist situation and feeling like trash afterwards because I ruined it. I also can't go into those social situations and find myself feeling really great because people like me. I was just going to ask. Oh, by the way, thinking about this, my brother is definitely, like, on the high end of being a highly sensitive person. Also, that's and we I love him. him. I know. I love him so much. <laughs> yeah, my brother's the best. Where do you think it falls? I'm not saying your research says this, but, like, personally, where do you think it falls? Like, there's one thing about being alone. But there's another thing about, like, I guess being with a person that is, like... That sucks. What? A person that sucks? No, no. <laughs> Sorry, go like, ahead. For all the people in your life, I guess it's comparable to, like, you and me, like, maybe now it's a little different because when we see each other, we, like, try to plan stuff because we don't see each other so often. But when we live next door... I'm sorry I didn't have anything planned. No, see, no. No, I know, I know you weren't. No, I'm saying that maybe you feel like you need to think of things for us to do. But at the point where we saw each other, like, every day, where it came to a point where I would just come over and sit around, and, like, you wouldn't have to, like, be on ever. I still feel like we don't have to be on to hang out. Like, where do you think that falls in, like, the scale of, like, whether or not that recharges you or, like takes away or like you know like i wonder like yeah. when it means solitude does it mean you're alone or does it mean like you're in your safe space like i don't i don't know i was just curious what your thoughts are. i feel like if you are talking to another person and taking in their viewpoints and positions and this that and the other like if you and i sat in complete silence i think like for a really long time <laughs> i think that would be <laughs> unsettling I thought you were going to go in the direction of when you're with someone and you may as well be alone. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, I wasn't. But guys, I, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you a lot because I, I feel passionate because this 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 uh, topic makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, my ex boyfriend, who is a monster, Daniel Ting Hao Shu, who has a fake butthole, notoriously <laughs> early on in a relationship said something, then realized it didn't seem nice. Said, "I like you because." By the way, when I would I would. We basically almost, like, we were at each other's house every day, but we would do our own things. Like, he didn't feel the need to entertain me, which I liked sometimes, but sometimes it was like, wow, it's like I'm married to you or something. Like, you just, like, do your own thing yeah. in my presence. He said, I like you <laughs> because I feel like I'm, like, you're not even here. I feel like I'm alone. <laughs> <laughs> so he basically liked me because he felt, like, being alone or having me there was interchangeable. <laughs> I think there is something comforting in the fact that, you know, I feel so bad because, guys, those of you listening, if you don't know me personally, listen, I need to say, just so I feel better, I had good times with Liz as well. <laughs> <laughs> I really did, and I don't think she's a terrible person, but there wasn't a lot of time for me to sort of like recharge my batteries, mm-hmm. like shut down my brain or like get things straight in my head, that sort of thing. And so I did after a while start to feel like mm-hmm. mentally fried from this relationship. <laughs> I think there is something to be said for that. And I think it might just be like a, a point of comfort. I feel like it's kind of lame to just like go to somebody who's so much a part of your life, but like I'm that way with my mom. We could drive like for a two-hour trip, and I don't have to say anything, and she'll be annoyed because like she's driving and she wants to stay awake. <laughs> but, like other than that, she You're won't like, be bothered oh, this by. You're so peaceful. She's like, Fuck you. <laughs> I I just remember driving places with her, and like you didn't have to talk, and it wasn't like she's you know I don't know. And maybe that's a good thing. Or maybe she was just like, thank God he's quiet. But No, that's why I remember some of my favorite times is when you and me were driving, but we were just listening to music, and I, le- I heard new music. But also, I don't really remember talking that much. Yeah. Also, side note, this is my current boyfriend, so this doesn't reflect well on him, but this is someone who doesn't know when... Who Michael Jackson is. Yeah, well, he doesn't know who Michael Jackson is, yeah. There was this day... I'm very sensitive to the fact that people need time alone. But people don't always need time alone at the exact same time. So I've told him, he notoriously is bad at telling me when he... I really hope he never listens to our podcast. (laughs) He's bad at saying when he needs something just for himself because he's a people pleaser. So at this one point, I had been in his house a whole day, and I was still there up to another day. But we weren't dating that long, so he might have been uncomfortable with that. And I was like, "If if you need alone time, I'll go home. He was like, no, no, whatever. So I was still there for a second night, and I was like, he might not need time alone. But he still wasn't telling me even when I asked him. <laughs> so then there was this point where he was just talking about going to Walmart. And I said, maybe I'll go to Walmart with you, and then maybe I'll go home or something. And then I said, yeah. he's like, i got to see if Walmart's open. So he called, and I then I said. That's hilarious. So was Walmart open? And he said. Only for one person at a time. No, he, he didn't answer me. And I said, did you call Walmart? Are they open? And he goes, let's just stop talking now. <laughs> Can we just not talk? Or no, he said it like, he's like, and he just said like, let, let's just stop talking now. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go home. But this was the person who hadn't had a moment to recharge. Yeah. But didn't know a healthy way to convey that. And then he snaps. I think he said it even weirder than I remember, which is funny because I quote it to him every so often when I want to make a point that he needs to express when he needs alone time. Uh, But thankfully, I am an introvert who understood what was happening. If I wasn't so introverted, I might have been like, fuck you, fuckhead. Like, you nasty. But I was like, no, no, no. You didn't know how to convey this at an earlier time. This is definitely morphing into something that wasn't the topic that I intended, but it's perfectly fine. Like, I remember sometimes I would wake up early. Like, you told me I was a monster because I wake up at 6.30, even on the weekends. Yeah. And He is a monster. Like, I would wake up, and I'd be like, well, Liz isn't up. 
I'm going to go for a walk. And I would go down to the riverfront and I would walk around for a while. And, you know, like it was just nice to clear my head, be alone, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I would come home and she'd be like, where were you? What? And I was like, I was just going for a walk. Well, why couldn't we go on a walk together? And I'd be like, because I don't want to. <laughs> I would but like, kill myself. But again, like a sensitive person yeah. will take that feedback and go, oh, so you don't want to walk with me. And, like, that's the stuff that started to actually kind of make me feel like I was a little crazy. So maybe we're a sensitive person and Liz is a sensitive person, but I feel like yeah. we're, like, in- is she introvert? She's not an introvert, right? She would tell you that she is. So I don't think she is. I think she's not. So but I think like, that we're sensitive introverts and she's a sensitive either extrovert or an introvert who's paranoid. Yeah. I think, like, and now we're diagnosing an ex-girlfriend who hasn't talked to me in a I'm long sorry. time. I'm sorry. But also, like, (laughs) I think that the problem there was, like, she would date extroverted people, and I wasn't. And it was almost like me dating myself in some ways, not always. Um, (laughs) The idea... I'm sorry I made your your topic diverge. No, no! Yeah, at this point, I'm kind of, like, at that point where nothing is too great and nothing is too bad. It's just kind of all in the middle. And in some ways, that's good, but in other ways, it's... Probably not so good. Yeah. The other thing about the social media stuff that I wanted to point out before I get to the thing that I really can't wait to tell you about, Marissa, <laughs> is this idea. One of the statistics said like four, it was less than 4% of Facebook use is active social media, meaning that you're interacting with other people. Most of it's media. just looking at each, everyone's shit, right? Passive social media use. The majority of social media activity is scrolling through feeds and consuming content. Oh, that's, and that's so, upsetting. Even though I know that, it's upsetting yeah. to just talk about. But the idea that you're going on, air quote, social media to socialize, but you're not. And so really what is the use of it? You're like scrolling through people with ripped abs and cute dogs and shit and just feeling bad about yourself. So. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. So I found I found that to be very interesting. Um, That's a bummer. Analysis of the yeah the two uses of social. Okay, so here's the good stuff, Marissa. Okay, okay. Remember Nora? She's so quirky. Uh, of course. <laughs> so at at the end of this article, there was a like you know hey you want to read more stuff? There's this piece from 2018. It says, "Am I weird? Yes, you are, and that is as normal as you can be." <laughs> Okay, okay, you tell me more. Um, Have you ever wondered if you are normal? Have you ever wondered if you're a weird person? Do you want to be normal? Do you want to be different? The crazy thing is that the answer to all of these questions is yes. Wait, what? We are going to see why with plain logic. And this really spoke to me because there are times when I want to sort of like, I'll be honest, again, I'm giving the listeners way too much information about my brain, but it's like, Sometimes I want to be out on my own and set apart from the rest of the people. But then, like, sometimes I stop and I go, like, correct any of these, please, Marissa. Marissa, you identify yourself as Latino. Yes. You are a person who dances. I don't know if you would consider yourself a dancer, but, like, you go to the dance classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, unfortunately, have to call yourself a writer now because it is your job. Yes, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I don't feel like, like, if somebody was like, hey, who are you? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you're so, a man of contradictions that's true. right and so sometimes i feel like there's so many contradictions that i don't fit in with anybody but if somebody were to judge me on my appearance like you said i look like a normal person he from looks the mega normal <laughs> <laughs> so and so i thought it was really interesting because yes sometimes i want to be different yes sometimes i want to be normal so what this person did was they used the standard bell curve to um say out of 100 people if we were going to take one character trait what percentage of people would need to have that character trait in order for them to be weird okay and using the standard bell curve they they found that five percent of people so that would be five out of 100 people can be weird they would be the outliers okay so they said now that would be for one trait okay so this person just took took some standard things off the top of their head. Height, weight. Don't ask me why they picked these. Walking speed, breathing speed, <laughs> intelligence, 
And then they started getting into stuff, you know, to try to be cute, like voting preferences, attitude towards space travel, emotional intelligence. Who the um, fuck has an attitude towards space travel? The point that they're trying to make is that there are a lot of characteristics that make up a human being, okay? Side note, and if you have a strong attitude towards space travel, you're fucking 570 pod one We want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... They said if you were to take the math to figure this out, you would find out that there's a 95% pos- probability that you are normal based on one trait. So if you said height, basically, <laughs> you would be of a 95% uh, group of people if we were going to use one trait to characterize you. Okay. When we add okay. two traits, it goes to 90%. When we add three traits, it goes to 86% and so on. And then they were like, well, how many traits do you think make up a person? Uh, can you quantify that? Right. And they were like, well, let's just assume that it's 100 traits. And if that's true, <laughs> the chances of you being different or weird are 99.4%. And only okay. 0.6% of people would be normal because they would have all of those traits that are considered normal. <laughs> okay. So that makes like almost everyone weird, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, like quirky. <laughs> and so then if everyone's weird, that actually makes you normal. Yep. None of us are really normal. Being normal is super rare. Oh, and back to what is a deal breaker? Anyone <laughs> who in meeting this them quirky. tells me that they are quirky, weird, or a little bit different. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't like you. <laughs> Those are tags for other people to put on you. Exactly. Or you think it in your mind. You don't say it. Yeah. Like I could say to you, Marissa, I think I might be weird. <laughs> that sounds funny. Marissa, I need to talk to you. I think I'm... thinking a lot lately, and I think I might be quirky. <laughs> okay, that would be a problem. Pete, you have to get to the doctors immediately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, excuse me, I just burped, I'm sorry. Anyway, that was kind of like a nonsense episode, if you really think about it. That was a fun episode, I'm sorry. That was, like, extra fun for me, because I feel like it's so... That's, like, everything within me. But I'm sorry I had, like, a thousand tangents. But at least there were, like, relevant tangents, which I feel like often I don't have. (laughs) I think, too, we can now say, like... uh, you're like at a work meeting and somebody's like freaking out you could be like excuse i have to excuse myself i'm uh, hsp <laughs> well highly sensitive person <laughs> it's already a joke of my job that i am an empath <laughs> because we took like personality teamwork strategy tests uh, and it said i was an empath <laughs> i would hate to do that <laughs> yeah oh, it was fucking horrible 570 pod <laughs> is our phone number <laughs> Plugs. Marissa, do you have any plugs? Oh, um... Because you know what I want to plug. I do? Brahms the Boy too. Oh, yeah, oh my god. It is out today. Get your ass to the movie. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if we had more Patreon subscribers, I would say we should do a Patreon episode where we review it. But if Mike Dominic doesn't like <laughs> that... Yeah, Mike, if you like it, then certainly let us know and we'll be happy to do that because yeah. we're both going to make every effort to see it. <laughs> also, just in general, if you have any uh, show rec- uh, recommendations or requests, like topics, let us know. I cannot promise we'll do it because two people have given me recommendations that weren't enough to do an episode on. But if it's enough that I can find research... We can have an episode of Scraps. I mean, we can, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just just let us know. My, ooh, 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 my, my, oh, God, have I been telling people in the podcast about the ghost in my boyfriend's house? Oh, yeah, yeah. The last time I told everyone, did I tell you that I slept with a rosary under the bed and I went to sleep peacefully? No, you told then me I, that. So, okay, so I went to bed. Okay, guys, this is the update. Uh, in lieu of plugs i'm gonna give you an update i got a rosary weirdly from pete's apartment i'm sorry his apartment complex not his apartment someone was giving away <laughs> holy water and a rosary i put a rosary under my bed i'm actually not catholic but i am christian so i do feel like just like religious what do you think about mary 
What do I think about Mary? Yeah, she's cool, right? I think Mary's cool. I don't yeah. actually believe in praying to saints, but I do believe that she was a fabulous person. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so sorry, that's not what I was talking about. But my point was like, if you know me, you're like, what? You don't? You're not Catholic? But no, I do believe like rosaries. You know, I I, I believe in like crosses being holy symbols and stuff so i slept with a rosary under my bed and for the first time ever i went to sleep without feeling fear and i was like oh i feel calm i also drank a little bit i wonder if that contributed (laughs) but but then i still woke up in the middle of the night in like crippling fear thinking that something bad was going to happen to me my coworkers had a very interesting hypothesis but it's not one I could say on the podcast. Because it guys, is. it's one that she thought I would know, and I was like, "What? You've never told I me that." Because <laughs> I told them. Because it's very heavy, and in the yes. in the in the chance that certain people listen to this podcast, it's a bit scandalous. But it, it, uh, it could it could be seen as insensitive. Yes. <laughs> for us to discuss. Yes. So I'm not going to know that it's very. Heavy. Uh, hundred bucks to the Patreon. Yeah, if you give a hundred bucks to the Patreon, I will tell you. We'll tell you in a way that can't be recorded. <laughs> yeah, I will tell my Dominic because he's a very close friend of mine. So, Mike, if you hear this and remember, ask me what it is because you're my friend and I can tell you. And you're gonna know I don't come from an insensitive place. But anyway, <laughs> the rest of you aren't friends. <laughs> wait, so I will give you an update if. I ever stop feeling fear in this house, or if anything I do, I'm supposed to be buying a sage spray eventually, if that helps. We'll see. Uh, Coincidentally, my boyfriend has been having wicked sleep paralysis lately, so I was like, ooh, is that related? I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, so thank you for listening. Call us at 570-POD-1-1. Please consider giving to our Patreon. Uh, any amount, you can even give us a dollar. The more people we have subscribing to Patreon, I was going to say the more content we can make, but that's not true. I'm not saying, like, Mike Dominic, we're not giving you content because you're our only Patreon. But meaning, like, we only have one person to go off of and, like... I think there's a community tab. Mike, if you want anything from us, you just go to that community yeah. tab, type it right in. We'll we'll get on it. <laughs> yeah, because right now I just, like, guess, like, what could Mike possibly want? But, like, like I said, I don't think he wants a review of The Boy. But if we have multiple people, maybe one of them likes The Boy. We'd do a review of The Boy. Last yeah. thing on there, I just recorded Marissa when she wasn't paying attention and yeah, put it was, over music. That was very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> Also, slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal, R I S S V A N D A L. And uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Uh, excuse me.